the bonus room, I asked Jake about a number of different subjects, including advice he would give to his younger self, his life also as a pianist, and some of his future projects. You did this wonderful interview with uh, Jeremy um, Denk, and one of the questions you asked him, um, I'll ask you, which is, what, would, what advice would you give to your younger self? Yeah, that is a good question. Um, you know where I came up with that question is because uh, someone asked that of Susan Graham in an interview, and I said, well, what did you say? And uh, she said, I would tell my younger self, who is eager to have a career, that when you're never home, you can't continue friendships, you don't see your family, you can't have a romance because you're always on the move, you're worried about you know getting the thing that you're working on right and you're starting to have to work on the next thing and you're going to be in that town and that town. She said, that's when it's going well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, that's, a, that's the advice, that's the warning and advice she would give her younger self. I think I, I would say... Try to find the truth of who you are and, and build your community and know that you are not alone. You know, mm -hmm. I felt so alone and isolated so much of my youth. My father committed suicide when I was 10 and music became oh. my refuge. Mm -hmm. It was my safe place. There was so much emotional shrapnel flying around. Um, but I was still afraid because in my heart I knew I was different. I didn't know I, I didn't know to call it gay, but I knew I was different, um, and I knew that this was you know these were the truths about me that I w I was afraid of, um, and uh, you know that those voices after a, a suicide like that, um, you can rationalize your way out of it. Well, he was depressed. He didn't have any outs. There weren't medications. But as a ten year old, you're constantly dealing with. I wasn't good enough. I should have been able to do something, you know. Why didn't he want to live for me, you know? Uh, and that those voices never really stop. You're dealing with that your whole life, the rational yeah. versus the 10-year-old emotional response. Um, but I would, I would sit down with my younger self and say, you know what, you're going to get through this. There are wonderful people out in the world who are going to be great friends, uh, and you're going to find this other family out in the world too. And there's possibility. And I think the other thing I would say, when you have music, life can be very lonely, but when you have music, you're never alone. And as you go through life and you build this group of friends and you build this group of mentors and teachers, every time life presents you a new doorway that you walk through, you're not walking through it alone. All mm -hmm. of those people are going with you through every door that's presented in your life even though it can be very scary and feel very lonely. Um, and so that's the advice I would give my younger self, to remember yeah. that you're really never alone. Like Jeremy Denk, do you think you will ever write a book? I hope you will. <laughs> a lot of people have asked me that because there, there are some good stories. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you, are I'm sure there's some stories you could not tell right. as well. Well, you alluded to you know, one of the most formative ones of my life when you mentioned Joanna Harris, but, um, mm -hmm. you know, that's another story. Uh, but yeah, I have thought about it. But right now I'm so deeply into it that, uh, that maybe later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, this is sort of for my daughter, I guess. Part of it is for my daughter. Mm -hmm. Part of it is, is for me. If you could just um, like just talk just briefly, I guess, about some people who have been very important for you in your career, but also very good friends. Mm -hmm. um, Joyce DiDonato, Renee Fleming. Uh, Patrick Summers, mm -hmm. 
Gene Shearer, uh, Jamie Barton, mm -hmm. for example. Oh yeah, well, all of those people. My, Sorry. <laughs> my amazing, my amazing husband, uh, uh -huh. Kurt Branham. Uh, we've been together twenty three years, and it has been a wow. partnership like nothing I could ever have imagined. Certainly earlier on, Joanna Harris was incredibly influential to me in both positive mm -hmm. and difficult ways. Hmm. Um, my mom actually has been a real um, inspiration through the years because you know she. When my dad committed suicide, she was 39 with four children living in wow, central Ohio. Tough. And she still okay. found a way to keep it all moving and didn't go down this dark uh, spiral of despair. She kept opportunity in front of us and went back to work and went back to school so she could get a better job. She's extraordinary. She's going to be 90 this year and lives in San Francisco. We've been, she's lived here for 10 years now uh, in the city. So we've gotten to spend a lot of time together. In fact, I'm taking her to lunch after our interview. Oh, that's great. Uh, she must be so proud too, of, of <laughs> like going to your performances. She, she would never say those words, but yes, I believe so. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. but, um, you know, I have to say uh, my sister, Jill, is, uh, has been very, very important to me through the years. But, you know, so many colleagues, Flicka, um, uh, actually, uh, uh, I'm very, very, very grateful to Terrence McNally and his husband, uh, Tom Curtehy, even though Terrence died a couple of years ago, and Tom is a great friend. My lawyer, Don Franzen, uh, and his wife, Dale, who I went to UCLA with back in the 80s. Um, so many people, you know, our son, Grayson, uh, my husband, Kurt, and I have a 26-year-old son, and I've learned so much really? from him. Really? Oh, great. Yeah. What does he do? Is he in music? He works. At, he loves music, but he was smart not to go into it because he wanted to make a living. And <laughs> so he works uh, for a company called Salesforce. Okay. And he's, uh, he's, he's doing really, really well. Very proud of him. Um, but, you mm -hmm. know, you learn a lot from your kids. Um, yeah, you know, it's, that's for sure. It's, it's really extraordinary. Um, and, you know, oh, so many colleagues that I learned from, I mean, my God, it's um, all my collaborators that I've worked with through the years. I've learned so much from the directors I've worked with, from Joe Mantello, from Leonard Folia. Um, it just, it's pretty extraordinary. Right now, I'm, I'm learning a lot from a new friend, Jawale Zoller, who founded the company Urban Bush Women in the 80s. And she's going to direct and choreograph this new opera that I'm working on and it's just she's one of the bright lights in the world but i mean the thing is mentors and guides and bright lights are are popping up everywhere you just have to be open to recognizing them um, yeah and uh it, it's like almost impossible to give the full list <laughs> yeah yeah but, right right yeah. right well what we haven't talked about is um just a couple of final questions you're a pianist of course a, a very accomplished pianist as well when you're working on a project but you also have a recital coming up in the future with joyce di donato mm -hmm. or somebody like mm -hmm. that will you compose a couple of hours take a 10 minute break and do hand and exercises or something oh. like that or do you yeah <laughs> how, you know, do you, how do you do that the thing is you know to, to to play an instrument and be the master of it you have to practice all the time that's why i'm 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 very musical pianist, but I am not the most technically proficient pianist. I can play a lot of mm -hmm. very challenging music, um, but like the chamber music and concerti days, those are over. <laughs> uh -huh. Those are long gone because uh -huh. uh, you have to really practice all the time to be on top of those. Yeah. But the song concerts I can do because the generally speaking, the song rep, the, the piano parts, some of them are unbelievably challenging. Um, 
but they're not as challenging as some of the other things. And very often in those programs, we're also doing some of my music, which I know how to play. But I do have to set aside extra time to practice and work it back up again. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it, it, I'm, I'll never be that level of like Warren Jones or Roger Vignoles or Martin Katz, these great collaborative pianists uh, who work with singers all the time, because that is their focus. Mine is composition plus I play the piano even though I started off you know as a as a full-time as a pianist um so it's it's a it's a delicate balance and when those concerts or those opportunities to collaborate in that regard come up I just have to make sure I have enough time to really work on the on the music and practice it uh Mm -hmm. so that I don't embarrass the singer or myself too badly (laughs) (laughs) Uh and when you're working with one of these great singers like let's say Joyce Dianato or Renee Fleming or Jenny Barton do you um do you have a certain way of playing for each one of them I mean do you try to get certain colors for a certain voice well it's a conversation you know like chamber music you're figuring out how like I watch string quartets rehearse and it's just magical how they put those Mm -hmm. together you know um and how, when they will decide which voice leads and how they will work together and what colors they're looking for. And it's the same way with singers. So yeah, absolutely, I will adapt and adjust based on the singer and what they're doing and the information I'm getting from them and the information I can give uh, give back. So yeah, definitely adjusts, totally. Because yeah, yeah. it's, a, it's a unique conversation, you know, uh, every time. And uh, it's only gratifying if you're not rigid about no i only play this song this way i mean no one's going to want to work with you (laughs) yeah yeah that's for sure yeah there are some players like that (laughs) that's for sure um so you're having lunch with your mother today final question is are you going to do any composing after that today and if so what are you working on right now i am yes i am actually going to go to my studio uh today uh i I'm working on, I have a, a short song to write for um, for a festival this summer, but I need to finish this new opera. I have about 10 minutes of music left to compose for the new opera, Intelligence, which is the story of women spies in the South during the Civil War, but told in very contemporary terms. Very exciting project. Um, and that I'm going to finish uh, by the middle of June. That's my hope. And then, uh, and then I'm on to a, a movement of a concerto for Joshua Bell, because he's he's commissioned five composers uh, to do a concerto on the elements, and I'm one of those uh, composers. So, wow, uh, okay. And mine is fire. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. And that would be what about a 25 minute piece, 20, 25 in total. Piece? But my movement will probably be six. You know? Oh, just one movement. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, yeah, because there's five composers, and then. Um, and then I'm writing a new one-act opera for a company called Music of Remembrance. That's down further down. I'll work on that this fall. And I'm developing a, a project for further down the road from that, plus something else. So, um, But right today, we'll be working on this short song that is due, and then directly on to um, finishing up Intelligence. Okay. Yeah. Music of Remembrance, is that another work about Auschwitz or yes. the Holocaust? Yes. Or? Okay. Amazing story. Yeah. Yeah, have you read this book called um, Into That Darkness by Gita Sereny? I have not. You should, you, I think you'd be interested in, in reading it. It's about Franz Stangl, who was the commandant at Treblinka. Wow. And it's an awful lot about his psychology, mm-hmm. and, and um, he was not one of these evil 
people that you would think of. He simply ran the camp, but it's how did he go down this path towards evil? I mean, really, really fascinating. Oh, the survival book. stories. Great book. Yeah, how people deal with the situation, because you never know until the gun is pointed at your head what you're capable yeah. of doing, you know, and yeah, that's a lot exactly. of the survival stories are like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it's a, this, this is a, this next one is, it's a story very different from any, anything else I've ever worked on it. Cause it's a story. It's based on a true story that ran in the Chicago Tribune, but it's uh, a, an American Vietnam war vet who finds out, doesn't even know he's Jewish, but finds out he's the only living heir to a priceless collection of art that was looted by the Nazis from his great uncle and is in Prague and the, he's had a horrible life. He suffers from PTSD. He's very sick, but he makes the trip only to find out that the Czech government won't allow the collection to leave the country. So mm -hmm. it's looted twice. And so he, but it's a, it's a journey of identity because he finds out about a Jewish identity. He never knew he had because his family kept it hidden. They were all survivors. And, uh, and he finds out about a connection to art and uh, its tr transformative power that he never knew as well. It, it's a remarkable story. So I'm excited about that. I mean, again, surprising story. I, I only do surprising stories that terrify me. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you've said that, that you like to be terrified. I have to be terrified. That's so, where that energy comes from, where you think, I think I can do that. But how the hell am I going to do that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? How many cups of coffee will it take exactly. <laughs> <laughs> to get through it? Yeah. Well, thanks so much. This has been just fabulous. I've really enjoyed this, and, and you're so open and so giving, and uh, you've given so much to the world, and even just these, you know, this hour and a half has been great. Well, so, thank you, Tony. Thank you so I really much. appreciate it. You're very easy to talk to. You make it very, very oh. easy to be open, so I really appreciate oh. it. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> okay, well, sometime also, if, if I'm in San Francisco, um, I'll take you out for a cup of coffee, and we can talk about UCLA. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>